Welcome to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Scientific Healing, a fusion of modern science and ancient healing arts, empowers you to take charge of your life to get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Discover how you can manage your own energy to improve your health, vitality, and prosperity from Anastasia and her guests. Are you ready to live your best and most energized life ever? Here's your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Hello, you are listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Uh, my guest today is Kathy Clark. She is a health advocate, and after um, many years of wondering where her energy went, she is beginning to find all that and is uh, find all her energy, and she is uh, ready to tell us her story and how she is living her best life after the age of 50. So let's Kathy tell her story, and um, welcome to the show, Kathy. How are you? Oh, I'm great, Anastasia. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, it, it's interesting you say that. I, you know, I didn't realize how bad I felt. And, um, you know, I'd had kind of a, a long experience. My mother was an RN. So I, I grew up with the medical community a little bit around me, but honestly, she was probably way ahead of her times. She was a little bit um, skeptical maybe about medical things uh, because of some of the things she'd seen happen way back when. My mother, you know, would be in her 90s if she was still with us today. And, um, and so I became, uh, I, I never really took very many aspirin or, you know, anything like that. But then I had a child and... Uh, when he had ear infections, I took him to the doctor, and they gave us medication. And uh, he got a lot of ear infections. And because he couldn't communicate how he was feeling as articulately as adults could, you know, I let him be medicated. And, uh, and that whole experience was life-changing for me. Um, my, my son uh, developed an autoimmune system disorder, which was an allergic reaction to antibiotics. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't know our bodies could be allergic to antibiotics. And my precious little two-and-a-half-year-old had his entire body blister, including down his throat. He couldn't drink. He couldn't eat. Um, he was in excruciating pain. And um, I remember when we, we went from one hospital to the next, they'd get little signs they might have figured it out because they just didn't know what was wrong. And, uh, and we were at the last hospital, as it turned out, and he stood shifting from one foot to the other, the only things that were not blistered on this child, hopping from one foot to the other in a diaper in one of those crib-like cage things they have in hospitals, saying, Mommy, please make it stop hurting. And that was a turning point for me. So gracefully, he survived. He's now a 22-year-old college graduate. And, um, but, you know, I've been on a lifetime of, of trying to figure out um, alternatives to the most common path that I think were, are promoted, at least here in the States. I think other countries are maybe a, a little less that way. And so 
it was just so exciting to meet you and see all the things that you're doing to help people and and make a difference in people's lives that I think 99% of the population doesn't understand is possible. Well, you know, that that's really interesting. Penicillin is actually a very common allergen because so many people are allergic to molds. And um, I'm one of those that blisters up. My mom is was one of those that blisters up, and we just simply don't take them. But what most people don't realize is that as adults age, 20% of the population of all the adults in the United States are on five medications or more. And with the combination of side effects, this is really, really, really drastic. And so I love that you're looking for alternatives to finding ways to get people off medications. So, uh, Let's talk a little bit more about your own story. So I know that your son was the inspiration um, to moving away from it. And what most people don't even know is that the third most common cause of death in the U.S. is medical error. And I consider that one, you know, even with people taking their medications as prescribed. And um, this is past, this is, uh, after cancer and heart disease, and people know how huge that is. And that's not a very well-advertised fact. Well, as, when my son was in the hospital, I had all of I, I've been in, in sales and marketing my entire life, and I'm, I'm pretty intuitive about people. And I had all these residents coming in because we were in a teaching hospital. That's why they saved his life. I mean, the syndrome had a 73% mortality. And um, none of these doctors would make eye contact with me. None of the residents would. No one would tell me. They'll tell you when it's your parents because that's an expected outcome. But when it's your child, your infant, nobody wants to tell you that information. And that's when I really learned that this is not that uncommon. I hadn't experienced it, but I actually became an advocate and would go back to the hospital because my son was actually in the burn unit. He was in the burn unit for 14 days on massive amounts of morphine. Um, to keep him sedated because he was treated like a burn victim. And so as a result, I learned during that time that this isn't uncommon, but nobody had, I had never been told there was any possibility of this. And so as you mentioned, you know, my process from there was um, first as an advocate for him, learning everything I could possibly learn. And, and I was, um, you know, I, I talked to nutritionists who told me that food had nothing to do with it. Um, you know, top nutritionists at major hospitals. I lived down in Orange County, major hospitals here in Orange County, told me nutrition was not relevant, told me that he absolutely must have cow's milk. And, um, and so at, at, you know, about that same time, my cholesterol was high. And while I was fairly fit, I ate a lot of butter and mayonnaise and, uh, and I started looking at the alternatives, and they wanted to put me on a statin at that point. And I just said, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I, I just refused the doctor, which I think is one of the things that can be hard here. I think if we're told by a medical professional we need to do something, um, at least I was brought up that you listen because they're all knowing. And I refused. And I changed my diet, and I changed my exercise. And within 30 days, uh, there had been a little difference, but by 90 days, I had dropped uh, my overall cholesterol numbers by 90 points. 
I was a little in the high 100 or the low 100s at that point. And that was my first awareness that I really could impact my own health, that I really didn't just need to accept what I was told. And so, you know, over the next few years, um, we had to be hypervigilant with my son because while he was misdiagnosed repeatedly, he ended up losing two entire pharmaceutical families that he could use in case he had needed those. Um, the Zithromax family is one of them, and then there was another one that we didn't know what had caused the allergic reaction. We assumed that it was the sulfa variation, but we don't because the center of con- disease control even is limiting on that. But as a result, our whole family approached everything differently. I mean, I didn't give anybody cough syrup. We did um, tea with lemon and honey and um, sometimes some uh, apple cider vinegar in it. We didn't use eardrops particularly. We didn't take pharmaceuticals. Uh, You know, when somebody had an earache in our family, we put warm olive oil in their ear canal. And we just did things differently. And, and, um, and I continued to do that for myself. I was much more willing to do it for myself, quite frankly, than I was my child. Because, you know, you can be scared into he might lose his hearing or this might happen. But when you're an adult, you can kind of make an analytical choice. And I began the process of really sourcing out alternative means um, from my early 30s. And, and then, you know, as I aged, um, I had been in the mortgage industry. And I owned a lot of real estate and uh, vacation rentals and all of my income was coming out of the the real estate industry. And when the real estate market crashed, I was a single mom with two kids and I just financially got slaughtered. And something happened to me psychologically about that same time. I'd already gone through menopause. Everyone was quick to tell me it was just menopause. I started menopause in my mid 40s. So it wasn't just the change of life or any of those things. Um, I just psychologically had had been worn out. My adrenals weren't functioning. You know, I'd gone through enough crisis management that I was, um, a lot of things were malfunctioning, not all of which I still understand to this day. But I did begin taking, um, I stopped working out. I stopped being very active. I would work and I would go home and I'd I'd pretty much be a vegetable Um, you know, binge-watching shows like House of Cards and things like that. And uh, one day looked up and realized that my life had really changed. So um, I, I realized that my grandmother on my mother's side had lived to be a 98. My aunt, my mother's sister, is still alive. She's 93. Um, my father broke his hip pulling a full trash can out of the back end of a pickup truck at 84 and then went through two <laughs> years of, you know, there aren't a lot of people who do that, right? And he was still building houses on ladders on a daily basis. He broke his hip and then there was a downhill slide as a result, not because of his hip, but because while he was in the hospital, he got a staph infection in his neck Um and as a result, he spent two years in the dying process, which was just hideous. And I realized that at my age, if I didn't change some things, I was going to wake up one day. Already, I couldn't sit on the floor with my legs crossed anymore. And I thought, you know, I'm going to live another 50 years, and I don't feel great. And so I decided that I was going to take all the things I knew and I was going to change. And the very first thing I did was I started exercising. 
before I started. Yeah, well, this is a, what, yeah, what, what you're mentioning is a really, really common theme for people in their late 40s and early 50s of how they lose their oomph, their energy, their zest for life. They only can do a fraction of what they used to do. Everything starts hurting. Their joints start hurting. And so instead of doing what you did, which was find different ways to to help yourself that doesn't include medication, they go to the doctor. The doctor does just what like your doctor did, just hands them a prescription, and they go home saying, okay. And instead, you said no. And I've heard with my mom before she died, um, she went, and this is what caused her cognitive decline very rapidly. I kept telling her not to take statins. Well, she was not at a place where she even realized what she was taking. And the doctor says, you need to take this or you'll or die. And that was her statin. And that's like a really horrible thing to tell people. But this is what doctors do. And these are good doctors. And they say, you have to take this or, or you'll die. And then she said, yes. And then her brain went really downhill fast. And not only that, but she did got what you, your dad got was a staph infection. And that caused her diabetes to flare up because when you're in infection, your blood sugar goes up. And then and the combination of the statins, the cognitive decline and the diabetes, which are all side effects of statins, um, you know, that, that was her demise. So you were really, really smart to do this. So let's talk about some of the things that people can do to help themselves because we only well, have about five minutes. Okay, well, and for me, I didn't like going to classes at the gym. I didn't like workout routines. I didn't like, you know, going from one machine. I found it really boring. And a friend of mine had been a competitive athlete, um, trial, Olympic trials even, and she was riding her bicycle, and I started riding with her. And then we started doing stand-up paddling. We did 100 things. So it was all things I was coming to enjoy doing. It was not burdensome. And then what happened is if you do something often enough, suddenly maybe you want to do it. And I realized how different I felt. You know, doctors in, in my 50s didn't try and put me on statins anymore. They tried to put me on antidepressants. And I tried a couple of them years ago for very brief periods of time and hated the way I felt. And I said, I'm not doing that. And the side effect from deciding I was just going to start exercising was I started feeling great, which was fabulous. The, the big piece was I hadn't worked out at all. So I had started doing a few things. I had started taking a, a, a collagen, a liquid collagen supplement, um, which I think, you know, I, I really didn't understand that uh, I'd heard a lot about collagen. I really thought it was for the skin. It, I didn't really understand that we stopped producing collagen and early on, and, and by the time we're 28 or 30, then we start the aging process. I didn't really understand that because, mind you, this really wasn't about beauty. This was about feeling good. I was focused on feeling good. And um, I, I, I fell on my bike uh, about a month into riding. I didn't just fall, mind you. It was not graceful at all. I flipped over the top of the bike, went down on my shoulder, um, hit both knees, and got up and got back on that bike and rode 10 miles. And I knew something had changed. So something I was doing was allowing me to recover and to heal. And so I just continued to do more and more of that. 
you know, I've, I've studied collagen since then. I've studied hyaluronic acid. And, you know, what I've realized is we're born like a, a plum and we turn into a prune as we age. And if I think about it, if my skin is looking aged, what's happening on the inside of my body? You know, what else am I doing to it that I can't even see? And that's absolutely uh, true. And I tell people that your organs look just like your skin. <laughs> oh, yeah. so if your skin that? is looking bad, right? If your skin is looking bad on the outside, then you're so people that are smoking and drinking, their skin starts to look really crepey and wrinkled and pasty and gray. That's what's happening to their organs. Yeah, and that that for me was just terrifying, just terrifying to me. And so. Oh, um. yes. So, so we want to tell people how to get because you have a product that's got both those things in it that really help people from aging. So, so let's talk about the product a little and how they can get a hold of you. Well, you know what? It's it's a product where they've managed to create a matrix of three things: liquid collagen, hyaluronic acid which, by the way, our body doesn't produce after birth, and we start losing it over the course of time. And they've managed to find a way to create this matrix that everything um, now works better. And, you know, hyaluronic acid is any place you're going to find synovial fluid. So hair, nails, gums, eyes, it's just a lubricant for our body. And it's very similar to the lubricant that we put in the cars. And if you don't have any motor oil, your car seizes up. So this particular product has all those things. Um, I believe you're going to put a, a website up. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I've forgotten. I'm sorry. I yeah. apologize, Anastasia. Yeah. So well, they'll be so, able, they'll so be able we'll to... just put you up on diamondhealingradio.com forward slash Clark, so people Perfect. can find you. Yeah. Wonderful. So I'll put that up on diamondhealingradio.com forward slash Clark, so they can find you. So that's all we have for today. So I'll put a little a little blurb on the on the product and a way for them to connect to you. So this is all we have time for today. So thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis and thank you to our guest Kathy Clark for sharing her passion for getting people off side effect rich medications. And let's you and I connect go to scientifichealer.com and sign up for my newsletter and get my powerful healing audio for releasing stress so you can get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Join us next week for another powerful conversation on scientific healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis, hosted on Vivid Life Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. To feel and look younger and more energized today, Go to www.scientifichealer.com and get your free powerful healing audio. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now, take a deep breath before you go about your day.